0: Let us pray. O God, take my words and speak through them. Take our lives and live through them. Take our hearts and set them on fire with love for you. In your name we pray, Amen. amen. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. For the writer of the letter to the Colossians, the good news of this statement goes all the way back to the beginning. To the beginning of the letter and to the beginning of all time. Because the letter to the Colossians begins with a hymn that declares, for Christ is the image of the invisible God. In him, all things in heaven and on earth were created. All things have been created through him and for him. He himself is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. For in him the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him God was pleased to reconcile to God's self all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace through the blood of his cross. There's hardly a more exalted picture of Christ in all of Scripture than this one. The image reminds me of those frescoes of Christ Pantocrator, which means ruler of the universe, painted in the dome of some Orthodox churches and basilicas, which shows Christ enthroned in majesty and looking down on us from this commanding height. And being in the center of the dome, it's like Christ is holding the church building together, but he's also holding the church, the body of Christ, together. And he's also holding together the cosmos itself. And that, says Colossians, is the truth about the cosmos. It was created through Christ. It was redeemed by him. It holds together in him, and it is growing into its fulfillment in him. And to be baptized, which is some of the language we heard in the reading today, is to be joined to that cosmic Christ as the body is joined to its head. It's to strip off the old self, like a pair of old clothes that don't fit, and to put on a new self, a self that is joined to Christ, so wedded to him that he becomes our life. As Paul said in an earlier letter, it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And yet, as the text says, there's something hidden about this life. Christ is hidden in God and we are hidden with him. Now, certainly in this life and in this world, Christ, Pantocrator, who holds all things together, who reconciles all things to God, is sometimes hidden from us. As we look around the world, we see fragmentation, we see violence, we see chaos. On the anniversary of 9-11, We commemorate tragic and evil events, not only the terrorist attack itself, but the wars that have gone on ever since that day, the suffering of that day and all that has come in its wake. Looking at all of this, we don't necessarily see the reconciliation, the peace, the pattern, the order that Colossians tells us Christ Pantocrator is holding together. Or we hear the words in Luke's Gospel, blessed are you poor, blessed are you who hunger, blessed are you who mourn. The truth of those words seems hidden. How can the poor be blessed or the hungry or those who mourn? They seem to be exactly the opposite of blessed. And sometimes closer to home, we look at our own lives, the fragmentation, the chaos, and we don't always see the meaning, the purpose, the order, where it's all headed. We can't sense how we're joined to Christ. So much seems to be hidden from us. And then it's important, though, when we see that, to remember that baptism is not a one-and-done thing. It's a lifelong dying and rising with Christ. It's only the beginning of a hidden life with Christ that is slowly revealed as we grow into him. It's putting on the clothes of a new self and wearing them day by day until they're no longer external to us, but they become who we are. Will you seek and serve Christ in all persons, loving your neighbor as yourself? Will you strive for justice and peace and respect the dignity of every human being? Those are huge promises. It takes a lifetime to grow into them. And that's why at baptism, we also pray for the candidates, sustain them, O Lord, by your Holy Spirit. Give them an inquiring and discerning heart, the courage to will and to persevere, a spirit to know and love you, the gift of joy and wonder in all your works. We need to pray because baptism is a lifelong growing into Christ. And so to be hidden with Christ in baptism means several things. One thing it means is, We can trust him, even when he seems to be hidden from us. We don't have to understand all the time where our life is headed or what it all means. We don't have to understand all the unsolved questions in our hearts. All of that may be hidden, but it is hidden with Christ in God, which means that the most important thing for us to do is to trust. To trust Christ who really is holding everything together and bringing it to fulfillment whether we can see it or not. And then to have our lives joined with Christ and hidden with him is to set our minds on him, as the passage says, and then perhaps slowly to begin to see him through the eyes of faith, to see him with the heart. In Antoine de Saint-Exupéry's The Little Prince, he says, it is only with the heart that one can see rightly. What is essential is invisible to the eye. Or one commentator talking about this passage says, seeing Christ in the world, seeing Christ holding all things together is like looking at two sides of a tapestry. If you look at the underside, it's just chaos. It's just a jumble of threads. But if you look at it from the top, through the eyes of faith, you see the pattern and the beauty. And as we continually die and rise with Christ in baptism, we become more and more able to see that side of the tapestry, to see that beauty and order. Thomas Merton tells a story about going to a monastery. And when he stepped onto the grounds and when he joined those monks in prayer, he had this strong sense that it was those monks in this obscure, out-of-the-way place, praying day in and day out, that was actually holding the world together, these hidden acts of prayer and love. Being joined to Christ in baptism means slowly being able to see the pattern on the top of the tapestry and setting our sights on Christ, which means participating in Christ's work of bringing heaven to earth, doing God's will on earth as in heaven. For the cosmic Christ is about bringing salvation to this earth. Which was created through him and for him and the work is laid out in luke's gospel to stand on the side of the poor the hungry those who mourn all those whom god particularly blesses and with whom christ joins himself in his death on the cross and because we're joined to christ the ruler of the whole cosmos our standing with the poor has to include this cosmos itself the earth and all its non-human creatures who are now among the poorest of the poor as they groan amid environmental degradation. Christ's redemption of the cosmos includes this creation itself. And closer to home, being joined to Christ beings, being reminded of what life in community looks like. A life, as Colossians says, that renounces anger, lies, immorality, abusive speech, a community clothed. love. And being joined to Christ means being able to reveal the hidden Christ, to lift up and bear witness to those places where Christ is at work in the world. It's the anniversary of 9-11. We can tell all the stories of tragedy and violence and evil, but there are also other stories to be told about that day. Stories of kindness and goodness and heroism. Perhaps you saw in the Washington Post the story about Come From Away, which is about the people of Newfoundland who welcomed thousands of stranded travelers on 9-11, opened their homes to them, fed them, clothed them, kept them in sound mind and body and spirit for many days before they could go home. And a writer from the Washington Post went up and interviewed them recently and they said, well, it's just who we are. It's just what we do. And this writer said, I've been to the pyramids of Egypt, the temples of Cambodia. These places have wowed me. But only Newfoundland has moved me. Sometimes I see my son looking at the newspaper with all its terrifying headlines. And I want to say to him, you know, that's not the whole story. There's also so much goodness in the world. So much kindness in the world. And if you open the Washington Post today, on the front page of the Metro section, you will see an article about our effort to give reparations for the victims of slavery. It's only a start, as the dean said, but it's an important start. And it helps the world to see Christ, Pantocrator, whom we worship through our deeds in this place. There is a lot of chaos in the world, but there also is Christ Pantocrator holding it all together. When that's hidden from us, we can just trust in the promises of our baptism, and we can look again with the eyes of faith, turning the tapestry over and seeing Christ his beauty, truth, and love, clothing ourselves in love until we become love. And we can say with all that we do, it's just what we do. It's just who we are. And yet it's not us. It's Christ whose life is lived in us, in whom our lives are hidden, redeemed, made whole, for he is all and in all.